Section 16 of Trips in the Life of a Locomotive Engineer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Margaret Lang. Trips in the Life of a Locomotive Engineer by Henry Dawson. 42 miles per hour. Nearly every person that we hear speak of travel by rail thinks that he has, on numerous occasions, traveled at the rate of sixty miles an hour. But among engineers this is known to be an extremely rare occurrence. I myself have run some pretty fast machines, and never had much fear as to letting them out, and I never attained that speed for more than a mile or two on a downgrade, and with a light train, excepting on one or two occasions. Supposing, however, reader, that we look a little into what an engine has to do in order to run a mile in a minute or more time. Say we go down to the depot and take a ride on this morning express, which goes to Columbus in one hour and thirty-five minutes, making two stops. We will get aboard of the Deschler, one of the smartest engines on the road, originally built by Moore and Richardson, but since then thoroughly overhauled, and in fact rejuvenated, by that prince of master mechanics, Dick Bromley. And you may be sure she is in good trim for good work, as it is a habit with Dick to have his engines all so. She is run by that little fellow you see there, always looking good-natured, but getting around his engine pretty fast. That is Johnny Andrews, and you can warrant that if Dick Bromley builds an engine, and Johnny runs her, and you ride behind her, you will have a pretty fast ride if the time demands it. The train is seven minutes behind time today, reducing the time to Columbus, fifty-five miles, to one hour and twenty-eight minutes, and that with this heavy train of ten cars, all fully loaded. After deducting nine minutes more, that will undoubtedly be lost in making two stops, this will demand a speed of forty-two miles per hour, which, I rather guess, will satisfy you. You see the tender is piled full of wood, enough to last your kitchen fire for quite a while. But that has got to be filled again, for, ere we reach Columbus, we shall need two quarts and a half. Look into the tank. You see it is full of water. But we shall have to take some more, for between here and Columbus, one thousand five hundred and fifty-eight gallons of water must be flashed into steam and sent travelling through the cylinders. But we are off. You see this hill is before us, and looking behind you will see that another engine is helping us. Notwithstanding that help, let us see what the Deschler is doing, and how Johnny manages her. She is carrying a head of steam which exerts on every square inch of the internal surface of the boiler a pressure of one hundred and twenty pounds. Take a glance at the size of the boiler. It is seventeen feet six inches long and forty inches in diameter. Inside of it there is the firebox, forty-eight inches long, sixty-two inches deep, and thirty-six across. From this to the front of the engine you see a lot of flues running. There are one hundred and twelve of these, ten feet six inches long and two inches in diameter, and of the inner surface of all this every square inch is subjected to the aforesaid pressure, which amounts to a pressure of ninety-five thousand and five pounds on each flue. Don't you think, 
If there is a weak place anywhere in the spoiler, it will be mighty apt to give out. And if it does, and this enormous power is let loose at once, where will you and I go to? Don't be afraid, though, for this spoiler is built strongly. Every plate is right and sound. Open that fire door. Do you hear that enormously loud cough? That is the noise made by the escape through an opening of thirty-one square inches only of the steam which has been at work in the cylinder. You can feel how it shakes the whole engine. And see how it stirs up the fire. <sighs> Isn't that rather a hot-looking hole? The heat there is about 2,800 degrees centigrade scale. But we begin to go faster. Listen. Try, if you can, count the sounds made by the escaping steam, which we call the exhaust. No, you cannot. But, at every one of those sounds, two solid feet of steam has been taken from the boilers, used in the cylinder, where it exerted on the piston, which is fourteen inches in diameter, a pressure of nine tons, and then let out into the air, making in so doing that noise. There are four of those exhausts to every revolution of the driving wheels, during which revolution we advance only seventeen and two-thirds feet. Now we are up to our speed, making two hundred and eight revolutions, changing thirty-three and one-third gallons of water into steam every minute we run, and burning eight solid feet of wood. We are now running a mile in one minute and twenty-six seconds. The driving wheels are revolving little more than three and a half times in each second, and steam is admitted into and escapes from the cylinders fifteen times in a second exerting each time a force of nearly nine tons on the pistons. We advance sixty-one feet per second. Our engine weighs twenty-two tons, our tender about seventeen tons, and each car in the train with passengers about seventeen tons, so that our whole train weighs, at a rough calculation, two hundred and nine tons. And should we strike an object sufficiently heavy to resist us, we would exert upon it a momentum of 12,749 tons, a force hard to resist. Look out at the driving wheels. See how swiftly they revolve? Those parallel rods that connect the drivers, each weighing nearly 150 pounds, are slung around at the rate of 210 times a minute. Don't you think that enough is required of an engine to run 42 miles per hour without making it gain eighteen miles in that time? Those tender wheels, too, have been turning pretty lively, meanwhile, no less than six hundred times per minute. Each piston has, in each minute we have traveled, moved about seven hundred feet. So you see that all around we have traveled pretty fast, and here we are in Columbus, on time. And I take it you are satisfied with forty-two miles per hour, and will never hereafter ask for sixty. Let us sum up, and then bid good-bye to the Deschler and her accommodating runner, Johnny Andrews. The drivers have revolved 16,830 times. Steam has entered and been ejected from the cylinders 67,320 times. Each piston has traveled 47,766 feet and we have run only 55 miles, at the rate of 42 miles per hour.
End of section 16.